Welcome to the Rock is George podcast. I'm your host, George Dion, and this is episode 147. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit that like, follow, or subscribe button on the platform you're listening to us on. You can also check out my work at the loudest.com on the planet, knac.com, for exclusive heavy metal and hard rock interviews, live show coverage, and more. My guest for this episode is vocalist and guitarist Olive Gallup of the Massachusetts-based heavy metal act, Ice Giant. Ice Giant is set to release their sophomore album, Ghost of Humanity, on September 8th. And here's Olive Gallup to tell you more about it. If I knew absolutely nothing about Ice Giant, how would you describe the band's music to me? Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's a great question. It's very, like, grandiose and epic. Um, You know, we like to do a lot of storytelling, so... We enjoy uh, writing music that reflects, um, you know, the feelings that we might tell in our stories. So, like, for instance, our uh, album that we are putting out in September is sort of a, uh, like, it's got anger, it's got melancholy, you know, a lot of those, um, you know, (laughs) sort of sad emotions, I guess. But, um, you know, we, we hope to write to do those kinds of feelings justice. And then if you wanted to like compare it to like other subgenres and stuff that we have that, um, you know, metal people might listen to it, metal people might listen to. Um, sorry, I just got off a plane. Um, but um, it's like melodic death metal, symphonic death metal, progressive metal, like that kind of thing. So Ice Giant formed in 2017. I know you've had some band member changes over the years. So how did the current version with yourself Eddie Shefflett, Daniel Salant, Alexander Pavia come together? So it's actually 2016 where we started playing. We did our first show in February of that year. And then um, the lineup that we have now uh, came together as um, like, I want to say like a year ago at this point, because that's when uh, Alex joined. And then Dan has been in the band for about two years at this point. And then Eddie has been in it since 2017. And I've been here the whole time. Eddie and I were great friends growing up around the Berkeley College of Music area. You know, he and I uh, just kind of ran with similar crowds and bands, uh, going to all sorts of underground shows uh, around Boston, which was super fun. And so eventually just in knowing each other and playing in separate bands for a long time, we, um, you know, eventually developed a working relationship where he, um, he joined up with Ice Giant. You know, he and I have been together for um, all six of those years, actually. So... That's really cool. So he, he and I have a longstanding working relationship. And then um, Dan joined because um, our previous bass player um, was no longer in the band. <laughs> it's actually really funny. Um, when he joined, or rather when we approached him to ask him to join, he, apparently his thought was something along the lines of like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do this for like a couple shows and like maybe I'll get some... Uh, you know, some playing experience, blah, blah, blah. And then we uh, we showed him the uh, the new record that we are about to put out. And apparently that made him change his thought process to something more along the lines of, holy shit, yes, I want to be in this band. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, it, that's, uh, you know, makes me feel good anyway. So that's that. And then um, Alex joined because, um, again, we were down um, a drummer this time. Dan is in another band with Alex called Perennial Quest, 
Um, and so we just approached Alex saying like, hey, you already work with Dan. Do you want to also work with us? And luckily the answer was yes. And so uh, here we've been. So you have an album coming out. It's on September 8th. It's called Ghost of Humanity. This is sort of a uh, six year long journey to get this album out. What were some of the obstacles <sighs> that were in the way to get to this point? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> how long do you have? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, so you already touched on the personnel changes, and um, that has certainly been a thing for us. You know, like we need to make sure that everybody from uh, their personalities to um, what they want to play as musicians uh, all mesh really well with um, what we're trying to do here. And so, you know, just through various factors, we have been able to finally form the unit that we have now after six years. We're very, very happy with that. But because of that process, you know, it took a bit for us to, um, you know, be able to solidify the record. And then um, on the other hand, uh, or sorry, another thing is that um, I'm transgender. And so I went through a very big transition, still am going through it, that, um, you know, kind of made me have to reassess like some mental health stuff, you know, basically like get back on my feet as a brand new person. And so that... Um, that was a challenge that I uh, thankfully have had a lot of support with. I'm very, very happy with myself nowadays. So I, uh, I'm grateful for, uh, for that. And then um, I think the last thing is just like, like trying to uh, like, just find like a sound that we are satisfied with because um, we put out a, uh, we're, we're calling it a, a demo nowadays uh, back in 2017 the songs were very cool, but, um, you know, it sounded like we recorded it in our basement, which is what we did anyway. So, And so with that sound, we just really wanted to dedicate ourselves to making sure that the, uh, the record this time around sounded exactly like how we wanted it and super professional. So we're here. You're finally here. The album's coming out soon. Uh, you describe it as a thematic space odyssey about the final survivors of the human race as they escape from a post-apocalyptic earth and try to find a new home. Uh, is this conception, is this whole album a concept album or is it just stories that tie into that description? It is a whole story. So from the beginning, it details um, humanity leaving earth because we have depleted all its resources, not been kind to the environment, you know, all the stuff you see in the news, basically. They end up on a, uh, a different planet that can sustain their lives. And they make friends with the native aliens that uh, have already been there. And then um, one of them gets the brilliant idea of, um, you know what I miss? Being in power. And then they essentially coup the aliens, you know, retake over, and then uh, don't really change then ruins that environment and depletes all those resources the overarching lesson is um that you know if we don't like do something about the way that we are behaving right now then that is going to be our fate inevitably like the takeaways are very environmentalist very anti-capitalist it's supposed to be a story as much as like a foreshadowing like if that makes sense nope looking around the world around us it makes sense yeah right <laughs> for sure so you've put out three singles so far ahead of the album's release let's 
kind of talk about what inspired the song Serenity of Darkness. Serenity of Darkness is the part in the story where um, our heroes, if you will, have um, already left our planet and they are essentially just flying through space, searching for some place to live. And so the song is supposed to evoke this sense of both wanderlust, but also homesickness at the same time. You know, like I, I wrote that one with a ton of like very grandiose melodies so that um, it just sounds like very emotional and epic. And I, uh, I just wanted it to be um, like, uh, think of the right words for this one. I've never, like, you know, you know how like when you describe something to your bandmates, you have like all of your like in language and like, then you have to figure out how to translate it to the real world. <laughs> but um, it's, it's the song about wandering through space. And um, in that, you know, it's, uh, you know, we have the line through the dark, we bring a light. Now you will see, which is from the perspective of uh, like the captain of the ship, who's basically saying like, we're going to make it. And then, you know, you could even take that message and like bring it outside of the story. And um, it's so it's a song about making it. It's a song about making it to your destination, whether that be like a mental place or a physical place. But, um, you know, it's supposed to be heavy metal inspiration. And the album's title track, uh, Ghost of Humanity, is about how, well, the prediction of the future or possibly the future that we're going to be living in. You remember earlier I was saying that it's um, there was a point where, you know, somebody gets the idea like I miss being in power. Like, let's let's take that back. Ghost of Humanity is where that uh you know surges forth this is where uh the title of the album and the song sort of come into play where like the ghost of humanity you could view as the people who have left the planet the ones who are you know all that's left like a ghost of what this like people used to be and um in that way you can kind of view it as like a sad thing and you hope that they win but then in the title track ghost of humanity you feel the malice jealousy judgment um that we never reconciled with uh come to the forefront that is also able to be viewed as the ghost of humanity because it's like this thing that's haunting us still even though we've gone to a completely different planet and then from that perspective you can say oh okay like this is actually like the bad stuff that we have to be dealing with here uh, and you know that song is angry man like that, that song has riffs and just screaming and like all that great stuff we, we wanted to make the uh the anger and frustration of that song a big point for sure is it difficult kind of doing promotional singles for an album that has a story because you got to kind of pick the story apart to present it to people it can be tough for sure i think one of the things that we uh wanted to do in the making of the record was to make sure that the songs could stand out on their own just in case i think like particularly actually no yeah all three of the ones that we that we put out um i think sound pretty great on their own if you were to just play them in an isolated incident in isolated situation sure i'm clearly bad at vocabulary um <laughs> but um they would all still sound pretty great. And that lends itself to, you know, when we're uh, performing, you know, we can like put the songs in any order we want and even play some stuff off the old record. But that's a, that's an interesting, like that is a challenge that you, that you bring up for sure. And um, it's definitely something to keep in mind for bands that uh, write concepts for sure. 
You have a guest artist on the album that does orchestrations and keyboardist, Vic Ram Shankar, who I'm actually interviewing next week, which is kind of ironic. But uh, how did you get Vic Ram involved? Oh, in my God. That is so, so cool. Hell yeah. So Vic uh, came on board at the recommendation of a Mr. Jack Costo, who plays guitar in Seven Spires. That's actually um, why I am out here having gotten off a plane in a car right now. Um, we're on the way to Mad With Power Festival in Madison, Wisconsin, where Seven Spires is headlining. Uh, that's pretty fun. But um, Jack and the rest of Seven Spires uh, grew up in the same scene that Ice Giant did. So we've all been friends for a very long time. I know Seven Spires has wonderful orchestrations all over their albums. And so I just hit up Jack one day asking, who do you know who does orchestrations incredibly well? And he sang the praises of Vikram like to the ends of the earth. And that was all the endorsement that I needed, <laughs> which then you can fast forward to when Vikram first sent us the uh, orchestration parts for Serenity of Darkness. That's the first of his work that we heard. And my jaw hit the floor. I was like, oh my God, like this, this was a cool song. Now this is a freaking great song. <laughs> you mentioned that your first album, your self-titled uh, demo, per se, what sounded like it was recorded in the basement. And a lot of people today, they are recording at home or they are recording via file sharing. You guys actually went into the studio. You went into Sonic Titan Studios to put this album together. So that's actually kind of unique to yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, studio pricing is just so much nowadays. And like for for bands at our level and like just like working folks, it's just hard to afford that kind of stuff. And like we're very thankful that home studio technology has come so far that you can make a really good record out of it. It's definitely a treat for us to be able to use the actual studio. You know, when we were doing vocal tracking, Eddie and I spent eight days straight there just like sleeping in the studio getting our own food and cooking and stuff. It was like, it was really neat because we felt like it was this kind of like old school experience of like, okay, we're at the studio, we're doing nothing else except we're like recording vocals this week. And it was, it was really, really cool. So I, I find that like fortunate, like you've uh, illustrated here that uh, we've been able to do that for sure. Just as important as the music when it comes to heavy metal music is the album artwork. You guys knocked it out of the park with this. You used artist Adam Burke of Nightjar Illustrations. How did you get him involved for this project? That's um, a, another wonderful question. Um, Adam is freaking amazing. And um, we became aware of him because he did records. He did the album art for like Unleash the Archers and Fit for an Autopsy. And then our friends in Scorched Moon, who we are touring with in a couple of weeks. And so we thought to ourselves, like, oh, my God, like, we should at least see how much this dude costs. And when we found it was rather reasonable, we were like, well, OK, then let us let's do this. I I literally sent him a napkin drawing of like what I thought like might be a cool album art. And he and that was the first thing that he sent back was that ridiculous painting that I'm sure uh you've seen at this point i was like again jaw on the floor just blown away like this guy is so good at what he does we actually have the oil painting of his displayed in the house that dan and i live in and we have like this cool little shrine to the band as a result of it so 
it's pretty cool. Is the new album going to going to have a physical release or is it just going to be digital only? Physical for sure. We actually just ordered the CDs for it a couple days ago. We are told that they will be there in time for uh, the upcoming tour. So, you know, hoping that it's the same. We would love to do a vinyl release so that we could have that crazy artwork as like a fold out thing. Because like, man, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of the tour, a tour of Ice and Fire kicks off on September 8th through the 15th. You're touring with Scorched Moon. I assume these are friends of yours. Absolutely. So I had lived in Atlanta for about two years. And uh, during my time down there, I had made friends with the Scorched Moon fellas. And we just so happened to be releasing records at similar times. So we figured, why not just conquer the East Coast together? And it really worked out for... um, the booking of the tour as well, because we did this all ourselves. Basically, everything in the South was booked by um, Scorched Moon, and then everything in the North was booked by us. And it, you know, just worked out. Uh, you're kicking off the tour with an album release party on September 8th in Boston at the Middle East. You're going to play the album in its entirety. Uh, that seems pretty cool. And it's always cool when you can play in front of a hometown crowd. Playing a hometown crowd is really special because we just love folks around our area give to just bands in general as well as us in particular you know we've been hyping up this album for all six years that we've been doing it you know it's finally the culmination it's the it's the apex of all that hype and so we are just so excited to finally like deliver on that like it's been it's been so long of me saying like i promise this record is sick and (laughs) now we get to actually do it and so i'm uh i'm excited it's going to be really, really nice. And then it will be Scorched Moon's first time up in Boston. So that'll be great. Do you have any plans for live shows after the little mini tour? No current plan, but uh, something cooking for maybe shortly after the album. Um, can't tell you what yet, but um, when we execute on that, then uh, we'll certainly do more live shows to promote that thing as well. This album is being independently released by yourself. Have you shopped it around to a label? Uh, No, not yet. It's hard to say what is best for a band as far as uh, being on a label goes, because, you know, we're we're small fries right now. Like, you know, we 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 hope to get bigger. But for the time being, like, you know, we're not going to get on like Metal Blade or Nuclear Blast or anything like that. We just try to do as much of the uh, as much of the work as we can in house, because that way, you know, all our money stays with us, all our rights stays with us. There's going to come a time where we're going to need things like management and a label. And we're just kind of waiting until that is like, we're waiting until the right time to do that. Hopefully in the future, we could do something like a nuclear blast or a spine farm relationship or something like that. Do you work on any other music projects or does Ice Giant pretty much take up all your time? So Ice Giant is my only band right now. But uh, like I mentioned earlier, Dan and Alex are both in Perennial Quest, which are uh, an excellent power metal band, uh, sort of similar to Dragon Force. Um, So if you enjoy that kind of thing, they're very fun. And then um, Eddie has a project down in Maryland called Eviscerum, which he's uh, writing for right now. As far as music goes, that's uh, that's Ice Giant is the only band that I have. My uh, my day work is uh, in mental health. So that's um, that's what I'm doing, um, you know, during the day. I'm uh, I help uh, autistic folks. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, the other part of my life there. 
rewarding on both ends. Absolutely. hundred percent. So the last question is, how did you come up with the name Ice Giant? That's also a great question. I really, really wish there was a more poetic answer to that. Um, but it just, it sounded so cool. And like, you know, then like, I just, it, it's, it was actually kind of weird because like I came up with the name and then I kind of like researched what it could mean after that. And once I saw it's like, oh, like this could also, this could be a mythological creature, but it could also be like a massive ice planet like Neptune or whatever. Um, I was like, wow, that's like so cool on two fronts. So yeah, that's our name. You know, I was, uh, gosh, how old was I when I came up with that? Um, this was 2014. So this was um, like almost 10 years ago. So I must have been 20 back then. So, you know, I, I, was, a, I was a kid. Give me a break. <laughs> Those are all the questions I have for you, Liv. The new Ice Giant album, Ghost of Humanity, comes out September 8th. Great album. I enjoyed talking with you about it. And I wish you the best of luck going forward. Awesome. Thanks so much, George. I really appreciate this time with Once again, I want to thank Olive Gallup of Ice Giant for coming on the Rock is George podcast. Be sure to check out their latest album, Ghost of Humanity, out September 8th independently. Head over to your favorite music streaming app. Take a listen to what's available. If you like what you hear, buy a physical copy. Support the artist. For all things Ice Giant, head over to their official Facebook page, slash Ice Giant Band. I also want to thank David at Freeman Promotions for making this interview possible. You've been great. I've been George Dion. Discover your next favorite artist on the Rock is George podcast.